Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. And we're talking to you from the Hayes FM here in Mississauga. It's Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert. Paul Hayner from Insurance Land. 27 years in experience providing insurance. And condo insurance is the hot topic. So many different things are happening right now and people need to be protected. You know, last year, Paul, they had uh, all the different rundown all over the city about uh, falling glass and windows. And I remember when it first came out, I was asked to speak on behalf of COA on CBC and CP24 and CTV and so on. And I was trying to get the point across that falling glass is one thing, but caulking issues, window, seepage, water, is that not another fairly uh, well um, big problem, I guess, in condominiums? Well, it would be for um, the older buildings that were still built out of uh, block and cement and bricking. Especially if they're, you know, the roofs get older, they're not maintained, they start to leak in between the brick and the drywall. And, and I would, would assume that should still be part of the, the condo corporation. It's a building maintenance problem. Yet the water damage that seeps in, comes into the building, would get looked after by the insurance policy for that condo owner. But then they get into uh, the blame game of, you know, who's responsible for it, uh, you know. Because in general, and, and this is where you have a problem with condos, in a normal house policy, water seepage is not covered. If it comes through the crack of the basement of the house because you had a crack in your foundation, it's not covered under under your house policy. The water damage for that reason is not covered. If your pipes break, if you got sewer backup, all that kind of stuff's covered. And it's also important in a condo. That's why you need to have water escape coverage in a condo is because you could have a, a backup from two floors below and you get sewer backup or a type of what we call a sewer backup because the drains are clogged below you and none of the toilets can f- flush. And so that's where sometimes the owners and the condo owner get into a bit of a, of a, a war on you know why was this caused and who's responsible for it. But most of the time it ends up still going... In general, I've seen going back to the condo corporation, even though they fight long and hard, that it's not their problem. It's still their problem because it's a structural issue that caused the the damage, especially on the older condos that were still made out of of brick and block. They do have regular fire inspections. So inspectors come in and they'll uh, take a look and go through the building. And sometimes what could very well happen, too, is that if a fire inspector is called for one thing just to check it out, And if the board hasn't showed due diligence throughout the building and the inspector happens to see something else while they're there, they could actually, uh, you know, insist that other item gets looked at and and taken care of at the same time just to ensure that everything is operating the way that it should be operating. Oh, absolutely. And that's why it's also um, very important that, you know, the board of directors of the uh, corporation make sure that they have proper amount of uh, liability that the, they have a proper amount of DNO coverage for the directors and officers that run the board because I'm sure the boards in most corporations change on a regular basis. So they need a good directors and officers policy for any of the decisions that they make. The corporation itself would still have huge liability exposure for looking after the whole building as a, as a unit itself. Right, just on your liability coverages. So in, in actual fact, I mean, I've got, uh, I'm looking at a certificate of insurance that I have for one in, one condo building, and I have limit of liability being $5 million. Would that be actually enough if you're talking about such a large condo building? 
Usually between five and ten million is the average for the actual mm-hmm. corporation itself. The actual condo owners usually they'll carry anywhere between half a million and two million for what they need. Because see, in the policy, if the corporation gets sued and they don't have enough liability coverage, they can still go back to all the condo unit owners to pick up the difference. So that's why sometimes they stay to the lower side instead of the higher side. The only things that they they need to be looking after is, you know, and really they get into a problem is the outside maintenance. And, you know, this weather this year has been crazy. One day the water's running down the street, the next hour it's freezing. So as you know, the maintenance guy did to get out in time to put salt down on the road, on the the walkways and all that kind of stuff. And and did they, they put signs up that the floors are wet in the front lobby, you know, because even though I might be a condo owner, if I slip on the floor and break my neck and I become a quadriplegic, I can still sue the condo corporation because, you know, you didn't give me fair warning or the thing wasn't dried or, you know, what have you. You didn't put mats down. So you have to make sure you have a reasonable amount of insurance and, and usually between five and, and ten million uh, what we're seeing these days still. Well, you know, if you think about it, you know, we always touch on this huge topic. I mean, the responsibilities of the board of directors and how do the condo owners know that the board of directors are doing their job? The interesting, I know it's a volunteer position. There's there's no argument about that, and it's hard to get volunteers. But at the same token, I think people need to start enforcing or, or requesting a lot more governance and accountabilities from boards because, you know, sometimes they have annual general meetings, and they're lucky if they're getting 30 people showing up in a 300-person building or unit building. So I think that all of the awareness that's coming out, whether it be insurance policies or condo inspections or the uh, the review of the Condo Act, these are concerns that are at the forefront and people need to start understanding. I mean, can you just imagine on a liability issue, you have a party in your unit, um, you're happy, someone's left water on the floor, someone slips and falls, your half a million to $2 million coverage is going to cover you. But if you don't have any of that kind of coverage, then you've got yourself an issue. Oh, absolutely. Most um, all, all condo um insurance policies and or tenants package come with liability mm-hmm. it's built right in it's just how much do they want to purchase and the cost and maybe the we cost. should touch the cost i mean um, how much is a, a normal condo owner or even if it would be an investor for tenant insurance what what would be about an average just ballpark figure well an average is between 250 and 400 dollars. condo owner believe it or not can be around the same price between 250 and say 600 dollars, depending on how much contents covers they need one thing that people um, forget is that when it comes to the actual contents of all their, you know, their furniture, their carpets, their drapes and uh, antiques and this and that, that they insure, they'll say, oh, you know, I, I just have a little bit of stuff and I, I got a nice TV, a great stereo, um, you know, my aunt gave me some Royal Dalton and that's all I need. I just need 25000 But the betterments and improvements are all based on how much contents coverage you have. So it's, it's always recommended you never buy less than fifty. Anyways, because it's one and a half times the amount of the that coverage gives you your betterments and improvements coverage that you need for your unit. The other thing is is that if they have a claim, what people don't understand is the adjuster looks at the total amount of coverage and he divides it by all the rooms. Mm-hmm. It's not just for your TV and your stereo. That coverage is for the whole unit. So if you have a two-bedroom, it's proportioned out by each room. So if you say, oh, I had a break-in, uh, you don't see that too much in high-rises, but you get them in, in, in the townhouse condos, and my stereo and TV is gone. He says, well, okay, you know, that's fine. We'll cover that, but, you know, it was supposed to be proportionate to everything you have. So if they got nasty, they could say, well, no, we only have to pay proportionate to what was stolen based on how much stuff you, you'll have in the room. 
Well, it's always a, important to make sure you have enough coverage, that like you properly value the stuff you have, especially in a, in a condo. A maze of information, you know. I think that, you know, people, if they start to understand, I think the key thing is they have to go back to that declaration and see exactly what their responsibility is and what the condo corporation responsibility is. At least that way they'll have an outline. Oh, yeah. And, you know, more you people know? should get involved. Like if you're saying there's a, a problem with not enough people getting involved, I don't understand it. When you buy a condo, it's your home. You know, it's no different than if you bought a standalone home in Mississauga. It's still your home. And the DNO policy covers the board of directors for any decisions they make, anything they could be sued for. So there's no real reason, oh, I, you know, for people to be afraid to get involved. You know, the, it's, it's your whole building. So, you know, people should take interest in it. And we want to touch on that. Director and officer liability insurance. That's, a, that's a, an issue. And want to elaborate. We'll be right back on the Hayes FM. It's the condo expert, uh, Linda Pinizzato. We're speaking with Paul Hayner of Insurance Land.